Welcome to Backstage 421, the musicians-only podcast with your host, author, and music lover, Charles Campbell. Charles will have an awesome array of guests from many genres of music, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. By the way, Ray Mattis is the composer of this awesome intro music. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Backstage 421, the Musicians Only Podcast. And today I have two very special guests. Um, one is a returning champion from last year. Her name is Megan Paris. She's the lead singer of the band Paris. And um, accompanying her today is her partner in crime. Uh, he's the bass player for Paris, and his name is Jay Jones. So welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going. I'm super glad to have you. So I had a pretty in-depth conversation with Megan last year. She gave me a good, cool, creepy story about a uh, a grave, and uh, that was some fun stuff. And she talked about you quite a bit, Jay, so I want to get your background a little bit for our audience. Kind of uh, let our audience know who you are and a little bit about your musical background, then we'll get into some more discussion. Okay, well, um, I'm from Georgia uh, originally. Um, I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan. All right. So- um yeah so um moved to alabama in the 80s and uh loved baseball and everything but um eventually started playing music and i I just i couldn't get away from it and uh love to play and i've been in a few bands over the years um nothing big i I think we should could have made it big i was in an originals band back in the in the 90s but um we just couldn't uh, get the. We didn't know what we were doing. We wrote great music, yeah. but we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know what to do with it. We we would play at Brothers almost every Thursday night, um, which was the big night at Brothers. But you know, in Jacksonville, Alabama, you're just not going to go very far playing there. So and right. we didn't know what to do. So we kind of fizzled out, and uh, and then uh, somehow I ended up finding this. This, well, we'll, uh, we'll get into that for sure. Uh, now, Megan sent me a few notes. Um, and one of the things I do want to ask you about, like, because I like the name of the band, is uh, she sent me kind of a little mini bio. Um, you were in a band in the 90s called Mad Alice. Yeah, well, what? that was uh, that was the originals band that I was talking of. Uh, it, it morphed into a band called Grunge Monkey, and that was actually... <laughs> band and it was we were hitting right around the time of grunge and uh the seattle thing and yeah you know i don't know why we named it that but we've actually we i like the name time. i like yeah, the name <laughs> well megan i'm gonna shift over to you for a second now we had a good lengthy discussion last year kind of bring our audience up to speed on what you've been up to lately i know the band's been uh picking up steam and you guys been, you know, getting busier and I see a couple dates you have coming up kind of fill us in on, uh, what you've been working on, what you've been doing since the last time I spoke with you. Uh, we've been working on some new music and, uh, getting things just kind of rolling and we actually have a new drummer. 
Uh, Barry left us. Barry was with us for five years and he has officially left us. And we just made the announcement Sunday that um, our new drummer will be at the show Saturday. His name is Kevin Barton. He's from McCalla, Alabama. And uh, he's a tree guy, but his stage name is Steve Prairie. Who's a tree guy? He's a tree guy. He cuts down trees. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was a new music term he'd never heard of. <laughs> I was like, hey, okay. new tree guy. <laughs> um, yeah, we're just, we've been working really, really hard to get Kevin up to speed on everything, and he's doing great. And I think this is going to be a, a great thing for the band that, I think we're going to progress well, and a lot of new things are going to be happening. Lots more dance tunes for all nice. those white <laughs> and uh, more interesting music. Yeah, more originals. Live oh. up. Keep, and keep going. We definitely want to add more Rob Zombie. And oh, <laughs> nice, nice. I definitely, I you know, I want to attend a live show one of these days. And you said you were from Georgia. I live in North Augusta, South Carolina, and Augusta, Georgia is a stone's throw away. It's right, right over the bridge. So it's I'm two I'm two miles away from Augusta, Georgia. So a lot of people that live in my area actually work in in Augusta. Um, so it's a small world. Uh, yeah. Well, I was uh, the town I was born in is uh, called Bainbridge, and it's like in the furthest southwestern corner of georgia and i you well believe it or not and i don't know where i heard that name but i've heard of bainbridge georgia um it's like 30 miles from tallahassee and 30 miles from dothan gotcha. so um i you know i've never been to athens georgia i've never seen georgia play except uh at auburn a couple times where they got beat unfortunately yeah. um but i'm still yeah. a georgia bulldogs fan you know it's like you can't help it you know, well, like, they, they've more than made up for it, you know, back to back <laughs> national championships. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like we had a little shorter this year, but it's all right. Yeah, it's well, all... you know, and they're yeah. not going anywhere. I can get on a tangent about the college football playoff system, but it'll it's gonna be it's gonna be expanded next year, so maybe we'll get a, a little better results. But, uh, yeah, I live in North Augusta, South Carolina, and ever since I was a little boy, I've been rolling with the Clemson Tigers. So they've been not as well the last couple of years, but <laughs> before that, they were doing all right. Anybody that's knocking off Alabama, I'm I'm for. Um, I'm talking about the Crimson Tide. Uh oh, she's rolling her eyes. <laughs> I'm a JSU fan. You what? I'm a JSU fan. She likes the Cox. I got the it. Cox. Yeah. Which is funny. South Carolina's a game cock, but um... yeah. Here is JSU. Well, that's the big rivalry here is Clemson and Carolina, and it hasn't been much of one over the last 10 years, but they did beat us last year. Um, but anyway, I digress. I thought we might lose Dabo to Alabama, but they had other plans. Yeah, um, they did. <laughs> I mean, so, that ship sailed a, a few years ago, I think. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, Dabo built his own thing here, but anyway. Jay, let's get back to you. Now, I asked Megan a bunch of questions about her influences when she was on last year. I want to ask you the same question. What were some of your musical influences growing up? Who did you gravitate toward uh, when you were getting into music and learning how to play music? Um, when I was a kid, I loved Johnny Cash and uh, Glenn Campbell and all those cats. Um, and uh, my family, um, my mom's side of the family is very uh, musical. 
so listening to them sing and in the kitchen, they could harm, they were sisters and they were just harmonized effortlessly. And my, my granddaddy, you know, could play guitar amazingly well for someone who did not give an ounce of care for it. He didn't care. He, right. he amazing. He was a genius really in a lot of ways and he didn't care about it, but he picked that thing up and just bust out all kinds of crazy songs. And uh, I always thought that was amazing. So when I was around 15 or whatever, I'm already listening to Molly Crew and uh, Kiss and, you know, um, Zeppelin and all that stuff. And, you know, I, I was like, this is what I want to do, I think. You know, and there's an old acoustic around. And I started beating on it. And then I talked my parents into getting an electric. And uh, it was on. I mean, within months, I was starting bands and stuff and converting our barn into a practice space. Well, that's that's you know, and and learning how to play drums and trying to, you know, it was terrible. But, you know, it's like (laughs) that's what I was going to do. And from that moment on, I I lost interest in baseball. I lost interest in a lot of things that that I liked because it replaced it. You know, Um, I was actually a better musician. Or I thought I would be than a baseball player, which is true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, 11, 150, you know, you're just not going to go very far in baseball. Well, you, you said one of your influences, Johnny Cash. I was a big Johnny Cash fan growing up, too. I, I think we're kind of close in age. I'm, I'll be 55 at the end of the month. Not sure how old you are. But uh, about a year or so. Yeah, yeah. So we're in we're in the same ballpark. So we, yeah. we listen to the same stuff. So when you talk about Motley Crue, hair bands, I you know I was all into that stuff too. I mean, Rhinestone Cowboy when I was a, a kid was probably my most favorite song ever. And every, you know back in the day they had actual jukeboxes and oh yeah and instruments you know and I would always make my folks give me money so I could go play it on the jukebox you know yeah. I love that song. It's crazy. Stacked them up with 45s. Hell yeah. That's right. Yeah. Actual records. Now, Megan, like I said, I had you on, talked to you at Link last year. Not everyone has seen that episode. So what I want you to do is kind of recap uh, your history in music a little bit. Kind of, uh, uh, We'll be rehashing a little bit of stuff, but for the new audience, for the new listeners, uh, kind of you know, give them an idea of your background and how you got into music. Um, I guess... Just growing up, uh, my family was talented as well. Um, my cousin Drew, he plays piano. All the grandkids could play, and we learned from my grandparents. Um, they had a gospel group and a bluegrass gospel thing, or as they would call Southern Baptist. That's right. Have to break out the Southern Bell every now and then. But <laughs> uh and I would sing in church with my granny and I would watch her play guitar. And I also watched my dad over the years play guitar. And I just picked up his guitar, which I knew I wasn't supposed to do. And I sat down and started playing. My dad come in from work and he heard me and I thought I was in trouble. And he was like, no, you're doing a great job. Keep at it. He was like, let me show you something else. And I was like, okay. Nice. Well, it's good that you gravitated toward it and you were kind of teaching yourself until he stepped in. I did uh, sports and played music. I never really. We didn't talk about your sports last time. What kind of sports did you play? Um, I was a softball player and I ran track. Okay, cool. 
I love playing softball. That was like my, and my dad was my coach in little league all those years. He was my pitcher and my coach. So that was cool. Nice. Well, we'll, we'll fast forward back to, to Paris, the band. I'm, I'm kind of interested on some of the new music you guys are working on. You said you have some originals. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? What, how, you know, what's the process going on in, in putting those together? My next focus is uh, to actually sit down with everybody in the band and record individual parts on um, a song I wrote called Imaginary Love. And it's a really old song. We've already recorded it once, but we want to give everybody their chance to put their own take on it. We actually play it live a lot. Um, we also, I would like to add uh, my divorce song, as I call it. <laughs> and it's called Pour Me a Shot. So oh, that's a good one. It's a fun, uh, rocked up song. And uh, I mean, you don't need a shot, you know? I, I think it's a good groove, and I think with the new dynamic in the band that it'll be easy to just, you know, pick it out and be like, hey, we can do this as a band, man. We we got this. So The thing about the originals that we've done so far is it was basically me recording her on acoustic and then just trying to build a song around it, you know, and without anybody else really having any input in it. and. It was just, we just did that because we wanted to get something done. Right. And it's, it's so hard to get everybody together and and go, listen to this and tell me what you think and, and play your part or come up with a part for it, you know. And it's, with our schedule, it, we just don't really have space and time to be creative. And, right. and we want to let our band be a part of that. Um, but it's just hard to do. It's just hard to do. And it's like for when we just wanted to get something done, it was like, okay, basically these are going to be demos and I'll just do all the parts, you know, and my buddy made the drums on the, on the, you know, on the, uh, keyboard. And, uh, we just built it, you know, around her. And yeah. that's, it's kind of a way to do it, but it, it you know, the, the end result's not very good, you know, as far as what we envision and what we could do as yeah. a band. Yeah. And, I wanted to be a, a melding of, of people. And I think you know, now we're going to be able to take a little time and say, okay, I'm going to give you the song. I'm going to sit down and play it for you. You do your homework and we'll come back and meet in the morning, <laughs> you know, yeah, so right. just think about this. And so. I want it to be a band song, not just a Megan song. Yeah, yeah. You want it to be a collaboration. I, I yeah, yes. yeah. I get it. And I'm, you know, I'm at a, I'm a supreme advantage for what I do uh, in my spare time because I'm a small town horror author. So I don't need to collaborate with anybody. I don't really need to get much input. But putting myself in your shoes, you know, uh, putting a band together, I. I don't know if I could do that to to get everyone in the same spaces at the same time. And then once you get everyone together, and I've seen these horror stories about bands, um, you know, they don't agree. One gets so mad they want to storm out of the room, and this one over here don't like what this one's doing. So I don't know how I would organize anything like that. So props to you. <laughs> We're very blessed with uh, cool cats that have always – Jay's, Jay's the one with all the passion. I'm going to say that right now, embarrassing a little bit. <laughs> this boy right here works harder than anybody in this band. 
<laughs> and I, I'm just being honest. You really do. I, there's not a day that goes by that I don't walk by and he's listening to something new. He's sitting in here learning something new on bass. Um, yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? He's constantly working at it. And I've never seen anybody with such a fire and passion for playing, just period, playing. I mean, I don't care if it's stuff that we do or that he might like to one day. But I'm very fortunate that I have guys that are easygoing. Um, they're all fabulous seasoned musicians. Yeah. And we are just we're blessed with that because you don't find that every day. Yeah. Well, now that that get... <laughs> yeah, we get along. That we, helps. We get along great. That's hard to find. <laughs> well, now, now that I have you two together, you know, we talked a little bit about the collaborative process when I spoke with Megan last year, but when you're coming up with new songs and new concepts, Jay, this is for you, but it's really for both of you. You both can kind of answer this. What is your process when you're putting a song together or putting a melody together or if something gets stuck in your head? How do you get that out of your head and into uh, musical form? You know, how do you guys work together and bounce off each other? Um, well, we don't that much um, as much as you think. Right. I mean, this is like our process so far has been for her to give me her um, things that she's already written and let me kind of arrange them. Okay. Um, so she's basically the lyricist for the most part. She puts the words oh, down. Definitely, definitely. And, and see, I would love to really dismantle some of her stuff and rebuild it, but I, <laughs> I can't, you know, it's like, I'm like, Megan, we really, really need a bridge here. We really need, <laughs> we need to take this somewhere else because I mean, I'm not saying anything about her style, but it can be repetitive. And I'm like, man, we got to do something here, you know? So that's what I'm looking forward to is like where we can really, really not deconstruct, but add to what she already has. Because when she sings these things, they're amazing. So it's like, what do you, how are you going to mess up what's amazing? But to the ear, it needs something else. You know what I mean? Sometimes I don't know. It, it needs another part. It needs to go somewhere. It needs. I'm always pushing for that. And she's always like, "Nope, it's these three <laughs> chords. Maybe we'll play them backwards in the chorus or something." But it's still gonna be those three chords, you know. And it's like, I get it. I mean, there's simplicity is good thing, you know. And, yeah. and I, I, and my biggest my biggest problem is I try to overcomplicate things because I, I I'm always like in my old days, I was writing really not complex, but just, you know, grungy kind of, you know, things that had a lot of changes and stuff. In it. And I thought that I've always thought that you needed that, but you don't always, you know, it's like you do what's right for the song. And she can write really, really good songs. Yeah. She really can. So, you know, it's, it's a struggle to not try to mess that up, you know. Well, I have, you know, I've heard some of the the music on YouTube, very limited, uh, and I'd love to kind of hear what your catalog is for sure, uh, but her voice is amazing. She's got a powerhouse voice, and mm -hmm. she has subtlety in her voice, so it's not even, she can blow out the room, or she can be soft, Absolutely. And, I, and I can tell that just from her, from her gift, so uh, <laughs> kudos to you with that, and I, you, I may have asked you that. Uh, in the other podcast, but I'm gonna ask you again: When did you first learn you had that gift? Because it is a gift. You have such a great 
talented singing voice. And, uh, you know, for the audience that hasn't heard yet, uh, explain to them when you discovered you were that good. I guess, um, I guess it was the bluegrass band I had, um, me and my friends. And one night we were doing, uh, I always did Bobby McGee, but I never mm -hmm. just, I never really powerhoused it and did what I knew I was capable of because I didn't know I could. Yeah. I didn't know that was in me. And all of a sudden one night we were doing Bobby McGee and we get to the end where it just kind of speeds up and called him my lover, calling my friend, you know, yeah. and, and I just like, it was like something come over me. It's like, all right, push, push, do it. Yeah. And I think we were playing like the office or something on Noble street. And, uh, there was probably nobody there, maybe just our friends, you know, and, uh, my fiddle player Jillian looked over at me and she was like, Oh my gosh. She was like, where did that come from? I said, I don't know. Just come out. And she was like, we'll do it again. Exactly. She was like, for the devil like that. And I was like, okay. And we're doing all these crazy, like rocked up bluegrass songs. Like we'll take a rock song and make it, we called it rock grass. We just joked, you know, and did something different. And oh, wow. Figuring it out. And I was like, okay, I, I've got a good voice other than just the meek and mild little girl voice that I thought I all, would always have. Yeah. Well, I think you're selling yourself a little short. It's better than good. It's not just a good voice. It's a great <laughs> voice. It really is. <laughs> and it's like when we started the band, I was like, Megan, you know, if the right person were to hear you, they're yeah. going to take you away and they're going to leave us all here. <laughs> they're going to want us. They're going to want you. And obviously, you know, the right person hasn't heard or the thing, the stars haven't aligned or whatever, but you know, I'm glad, I'm glad I still get to keep her. Yeah. Well, what, <laughs> one of one of these days, you know, um, and you mentioned rock grass and I wasn't even going to, you jogged something in my brain. I, I wasn't even going to bring this up, but uh, I'm a huge fan and if you guys have never heard of this band, go check them out. They're called Gangsta Grass, and they you combine. Did I tell you about that in the last one? They combine. So cool. They combine hip hop and bluegrass, and they do a really good job at it. I mean, they have a legit bluegrass band with bluegrass singers, and then they got a couple of rappers. And I'm like, you would never think those would go together, but it works. It works. You remember the uh, from back in the '90s, the Gords? Uh, yeah, yeah. They did gin and juice. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like a, a you know, yeah, hip hop cool. version of gin yeah. and juice. Yep, yep. That's my favorite version of that song. Um, well, um yeah, I do. Somebody, <laughs> somebody did. Was it the Alien no, Ant Farm? I'm hard being smooth, be oh, I'm out some way. And a funky shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> the uh, yeah, I was thinking of another group that that uh, did a song like that. It was Alien Ant Farm? It was one of those Michael Jackson songs, Smooth oh, Criminal. Smooth. Yeah, yeah, they they did that with that. Um, now, what I want to know, and you know, some of your fans may want to know, how did you two get together? Where did you meet? How did you form this musical connection? Did you not already tell them? I don't think I did. I don't think uh, so. And if, if she did, this is, you know, we could say it again because more people are listening. 
So there used to be this band called Still Legacy. And, okay, so she was singing in that band. Um, I met the uh, the band leader. I had known him from way back, but um, ran, bumped into him. And uh, he mentioned that they were looking for a bass player. And I just happened to be looking for a gig. And uh, he's like, hey, we got this really cool chick singer. You want to check us out? I was like, okay. So I did. So he sent me all these songs and everything, and I learned everything. And uh, go to practice. They're like, go to re- or or not your audition. My audition. I'm yeah. I'm there. In, uh, uh, where's that? Where's what's that town where Doc lives? Out in the middle of nowhere. Ashland. Ashland, Alabama, and Clay I'm County. out there. I've already I've already gone in. I've set my gear up and everything, and I'm sitting out there. And then all of a sudden, this Mustang rolls up out of the into through the grass, you know, and parks up there next to the building. And this chick gets out, and I'm like, "Holy cow!" <laughs> I've never seen her before. Right. I knew, I had no idea what to expect. And she gets out of that dang Mustang with a solo cup full of liquor or something, and walks <laughs> up and gives it to the drummers like, "Here, drink some of this." And then walks <laughs> me, and I'm like, "Dang, okay." And she's in. So then I were, uh, we we play, and um, I'm just thinking, I've got to if I'm gonna get in this get this gig and get this thing, I've got to impress her. So I basically played to her the whole time. Ah, oh, nice. Uh, and at the end, she said, "Can we keep him?" That was my exact words. Yeah. He brought so much energy to that audition. <laughs> he was, we call him Thumper because he bounces. Yeah. And he's never, it looks like he's levitating sometimes in shows. Like people will catch pictures and it looks like several times they've caught part of the band just levitating, but um, <laughs> he was just bouncing and just getting it. And I've never seen that before, like in my band. From a bass player. From a and bass I was, player. I was going to say that. From a bass player. Because I had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, man, this is awesome. We need more of this. The energy that he's bringing and the excitement. I was like, can we keep him? Nice. Can we just keep him? Like and it. everybody agreed. And I just, I was kind of straight up with him, just like, you know, I'm not interested in anybody. I'm not really dating anybody. You know, if you've got a weird girlfriend, I don't want to be involved, you know, because <laughs> like every, it never failed that there was some like jealous, crazy ex-wife or wife or girlfriend. And I was like, I don't want a part of that. Exactly. I'm just here to do my thing. And he was like, no, 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 you're good. You're good. And I'm well, like, okay, so here we are eight years later. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's a good origin story for sure. And speaking of bass players, I've got a good friend. Well, I call him a good friend. He, his name is Mark Arell and uh, he plays bass for one of my favorite artists. But anyway, the first time I ever saw him at a show, it was in California, live audience, obviously. And I'm watching my favorite performer and she's over my shoulder. Her name's Jen. But my eyes kept going to that bass player because he was doing like you said, he was thumping and he was all over the place and he was just making the crowd get up and move, you know, yeah. and, and he was driving the energy. She was too, but for the musicians in the background, everyone else was just kind of doing their job, but he was doing the extra, which is what I think uh, you're doing, Jay, for the band. I think it's important to a certain degree. I mean, 
in our band, it's hard for me to get that attention. So um, I've got to really stand out when, when I, you know, normally just, I'll just lay back, you know, but for me to get the attention, to get past that saxophone player and that guitar player, you know, for people to look at me and yeah. then to get past her, like, geez, <laughs> man, it's a wow. tough crowd on that oh, yeah. stage. It really is. And, and people like their attention on that stage. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you got to bring it as a bass player. That's like band. my goal in Paris, though, was I wanted, I know this sounds crazy, but I wanted pretty boys, pretty good-looking guys or girls, it didn't matter. Yeah. Pretty people up front, and I want showboats. I was like, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you're that great. Just showboat. Get the audience's attention. That's what we need. I don't know if any of us are actually pretty. <laughs> Les is a pretty boy. Has he? Uh, he reminds me of kind of like one of the emo kids. Emu kids. <laughs> I call him emo emus. <laughs> yeah. But he's got kind of the. Uh, he's gonna kill me for saying this. That Fallout Boy kind of like. Um, you know that era. Yeah, the, just, he has he looks like twenties too. Everybody yeah, and like, he—I swear—he's like a vampire. He don't age. I swear he's got to be a vampire. Well, Him no, and you. Look at Derek. <laughs> Derek is a hundred years old, and he's still no, playing. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. our sax when he plays, no, everybody not. listens. Yeah. I mean, it's insane how. I mean, some songs when he plays. You could hear a pin drop. And if we don't play his song, there's 40 people in the crowd wanting to know, why haven't y'all played Baker Street? And every no. time, if there's somebody's going to go live on something, it's, it's going to be Baker Street. Yep. And it's going to be that saxophone player. Look at him play. He's so good. <laughs> we love it. We love it. But that's I mean, we designed the band for that kind of thing. You know, it's like we're, we we're trying to that. do something different, you know. So I've, I've got a couple of dates coming up for you guys, but, uh, you know, this podcast is probably going to air early March. So these dates are going to come and go, but I do want to talk about a couple of these places. You're going to play at Chestnut Station on February 10th. Uh, what, tell me what kind of venue Chestnut Station is. Um, is it, is it? Chestnut a Station is a, it's a very old bar. Um, it's probably what, 40th anniversary we've done. Yeah. I mean, um, but it is our home here. That is our home bar, in our opinion. It's um, that was the the one place that gave us a shot, and they were they took a chance on us. The owner, she's freaking awesome, and like one of my best friends. I feel like, and she think I I hope she feels like I'm her kid, which is awesome. But they they are just really great people. They have a great uh, establishment. They have good food, good drinks. I mean, it's known as the place to go yeah. and see music. It's it, the place in Gadsden. You don't have to, like, know who's playing there. You can just go there, and you're going to you see it's gonna be good. good music uh, Friday and Saturday. I'm not sure if they're doing music in, on the week, but definitely on Friday and Saturday, there's going to be good a music. A lot of band. So nice. that's the only place in Gadsden that has that you know, panache or whatever. The only right. place. I and mean, it's a great place. Good food, good drinks, good people. 
And the other good state. Uh, You got my eyes up. Good state. So you have another date, and it looks like we got a birthday boy coming up. Brian's birthday bash. So we're 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 doing that on February seventeenth at the mill. So uh, is who is Brian? Brian is one of the owners. Um, okay. It's a husband and wife that own it, Dee and Brian. And Brian is what I call my side trick. And <laughs> his wife, mom, but uh, they took us in. We tried to get a gig there and I hooked up with a friend, Clay Dupree. He's another drummer in other bands. And um, I hooked up with him and he got me in with a meal. And they took a chance on us. They'd never heard us, took a chance on us. And they took us in like we belonged to them. And we, that is our home away from home. We love our meal family. Like mm-hmm. we miss when we haven't been there in like two months. And we can't wait to go back. We're just yeah. like, God, I miss the meal. That's our family, man. Yeah. We really have a better following in Bessemer, Alabama than we do it's anywhere town. around here. Hueytown, <laughs> the home of Davy Allison, I guess. But well, that, um, that kind of segues into my next question. Um, for any upcoming shows, are you planning on branching out? Or are you are you you know getting outside the area at all? Just uh, just curious. Book us, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we um, I mean, we really are. I mean, but it's hard. It's yeah. It's hard to get out of the state. It's hard to get into new places. Um, Nobody wants to pay. Yeah. You know, we can't drive six hours for free, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that for sure. And I don't know how far away you are from Augusta, Georgia, but there is a, uh, and this is cool. This is super cool. Um, We we have a record store uh, owner in downtown Augusta, and he owns Gransky's Records. Evan, shout out to you, sir. And he has this beautiful record store. You can go in and find vintage records. You can find new records. He could, he does, he's everything is so cool. But he set up a stage in the back of the store, and he actually has bands coming through, and they they play in the record store after hours, and it's standing room only. He packs that place out. Um, but yeah, I you know I don't know if you ever ever get to Augusta, Georgia, but that's that's a place where uh, that would be cool, yeah yeah. Uh, shout out again to Evan, uh, and he's got, you know, some pretty big names come through there. Uh, uh, this is more of the hip hop world, but uh, he and he gets all genres, so he gets country, metal, it doesn't matter. Uh, right. But he had like the '69 Boys in there, and I don't know if you remember them from the '90s, but they, you know, they had some a couple of hits for for what they were, and he's, you know, he's had some really good bands come through there. But anyway, I digress. I do want you to get booked. I want you to get booked wherever you can get booked. I'd love this. I'd love to see a show one day because uh, our original stuff and get our originals more going. I mean, that's the kind of thing that I would feel like we would really enjoy doing this. Like, but you know, we're we're a party band. Yeah. You know, and, and those kind of places love them. But they don't really want a party band. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they, People dancing, they, knocking they, stuff they over. Want serious music, kind of. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. We do, we do a little acoustic thing called jagging. Yeah. That's more intimate. So that's it's kind interesting. Of, very interesting. It's fun. It's. And I uh, hate playing acoustic guitar. So. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> 
we've got a bunch of shows coming up. We've got uh, the Pittman Theater. Um, it's a private party in Gadsden. We've got Easy Street in Center, Alabama. It's March 23rd. One of my favorite places to play. And that's our birthday weekend. There's three of us that have March birthdays back to back. Oh, nice. And so March 23rd is the Paris birthday party at Easy Street. So that's fun. Well, make sure you send me those those dates, and I'll put them all in the uh, notes below in the podcast so people can see where you're playing. Like I said, yours, yours is going to air probably around the first week in March. Uh, um, but, you know, but these two dates that you have coming up are going to be passed. But I did want to mention those places for sure. Um, you have original music. You're working on original music. And I know you said you do a lot of party stuff, but. Are there any plans or have you done any, um, you know, stream uploads or where people can download your stuff and pay for it by chance? We have not. Okay. It, is that, yeah, is that, is that something, I mean, is that something that you would, you know, like to do in the future? I'd love to hear your music, your uh, original stuff. I'd, I'd click on iTunes or Spotify and listen to you in a heartbeat. I, I just feel like we should offer a product. You know, yes, worse, you know, um, I, we just had, we're not there yet yeah. and I hate it. We should be. Um, but you know, real life is a oh, yeah. bit, it gets in the <laughs> way so much yeah. and you know, real jobs and actually being tired is oh, a real yeah. thing. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I get it. I'm 55. I have a real job and, this last job I got is going to be my uh, probably the last job I ever have because it's a work from home job. I got a dog and it gives me time to write and do podcasts and stuff like that. But we raised two kids. I get it. Life is life, and it it just it bites you in the butt if you let it. <laughs> it just gets in the way of art. Yeah. It really does. It it just hinders art. So it sucks the energy out of you. You get home, you're like. I just really don't want to pick up the guitar. I just want to eat something, take a bath, and go to bed, you know? And yeah. it sucks. It does. Yeah. And, it, you know, just getting old in general sucks. But, you know, you, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's better than the alternative, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if, uh, like, at the live shows, uh, when you play original stuff, and I, I've only seen a few YouTube videos I, you know, I, I encourage the fans of uh, Paris, the band, and if you guys are okay with it, I encourage them to record that stuff and put it up so people can see and sure. listen to your music. Uh, yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, some of those places you go to, maybe have somebody just film a set and stick it up there on YouTube so people I mean, can. We have somebody that films sets several times, uh, but it's always on Facebook Live. But our sax player's wife, Amy, when we're at Easy Street, she'll film each set. And I love it because it gives us a chance to say, hey, I need to work on that part or I need to work on that. Like, we can go back and listen to it. I love yeah. that she Well, does she you upload know. them to, to YouTube at all, by chance? You can't YouTube it from Facebook. Oh, she does the live. Okay, okay. So it's she so does it. A lot of our best performances have been live. live. And it's like, that's the only version. And you can't do anything with it. I mean, you it's can't like, send it or you anything. Can't. Yeah. Can't do anything. 
Well, a lot of people, and, and a friend of mine does this at a lot of concerts, and I talked to my favorite artist about it and make sure she was okay with it. But a lot of people just film them and upload them to YouTube and then share it so people can discover the artist. So maybe yeah. maybe you'd have a, a plant in the audience next time and just have them film two or three, four yeah. songs and That's stick them up on YouTube. And I'd, I'd share the hell out of it. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Because well, I shared backstage oh, yeah. 421 with a lot of people. You did. And I started getting, you know, I started getting likes and, and subscribers. And I'm glad you said that because I'm like, where the hell do these people come from? And uh, <laughs> that was, that was awesome. Clearly, we support clearly, small business. Clearly not savvy enough in, in, in how we marketed them ourselves and everything. I mean, we're still learning. We, we don't know a lot of this stuff. And. And like, like you were talking about getting out and playing other places. A lot of those places are about who you know. It's not about who you are. They're not going to take the time to find out who you are if you can't show them. If you something. can't, if they don't haven't already heard from you or know somebody that knows you or yeah. whatever. Which I just is, always heard people that if they want to see us play somewhere, go tell the people. Go book us. You know, well, go do it. We'll give you a cut. We don't care. Which, <laughs> which would be another advantage of having those YouTube videos out there because they're easy to share. You know, I if I if an owner of a of a music venue, uh, you know, place I don't know has a couple hundred people in there, you send him the video or heard of the video and say, hey check out this band uh they're available and they may look at it like i did and look at especially megan's voice and go like holy shit you know um <laughs> uh, yeah let's let's get them in here <laughs> generally if, if she can ever talk to the owner of a place we're in yeah that's that's the thing i mean i have she's, a gift <laughs> she's got that charm that whatever it is if she can talk people into anything really <laughs> Well, that is watch out. <laughs> well, I need a spokesman to buy some of my damn books. So I'll go ahead and get you to sell my book. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, your dad said I could sell something to a penguin. <laughs> probably, uh, probably snowballs to a penguin. Well, I mean, so you, can, you know, do the goth thing and, and sell your books for you. You know, get all. <laughs> Uh, have you ever seen her as El Bauer? Have you ever seen a picture of her? As I, ha I have not, and I would love to see that. Good Lord, dude. <laughs> I look I mean, just like her. <laughs> it was scary. Crazy. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll have That's to sit I'll have to cool. I'll have to send you a free book and you can hold it up in costume and there you go. There we go. <laughs> but anyway, uh I want to thank both of you for joining the podcast today. Jay, it was nice getting to know you. And Megan, it was so awesome talking to you again. I really enjoy talking to you because y'all have that southern twang that I have. Um, <laughs> so I, I really appreciate that. And we connected on Marty a little bit. She knows Marty Britton. Uh love Marty. He oh, knows wow. Marty. I love Marty. Yeah, I, I work with Marty. That's my <laughs> Super cool. Yeah, cool he's a it. he's a hell of a drummer too. Uh, yes, well, that's is. what we wanted, but we couldn't get him to. I tried him. to talk him in. I told him, I said, look, I'll set you up a place in the pasture, bring the goats. And I've just decided, I said, there's no other option. You're going to have to move here. You're <laughs> you know, he has subbed for us on several occasions. And we love one, having you know, Drive all the way from South Carolina to play a show with us. Yeah, he, He's the real deal on those drums. He's the real yeah. deal. I mean, never practice with him. Just like send him the songs, and he shows up and plays them He's perfectly. Amazing. You know, yeah, he's really, really good. And 
He's family, whether he likes it or not. Love that guy. <laughs> Love him so much. And I wanted him to be our drummer so bad. That's a loss, Drew. Well, the only way, like you said, Megan, the only way it would work was if he actually lived there, or if you guys picked up and moved us to, to Augusta. But uh, that, you know, but he's he's something else. I worked with him at the uh, newspaper. He was at the Augusta Chronicle the same time I was. So wow. he was doing some graphic design work, and I was doing some production work, and we became friends there. And uh, you know, I had him on the podcast last year under Bad Boy Drums. So. Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a he's a he's good a, dude. He's the sweetest, coolest person on the planet, as far as I'm concerned. Vincent's he really good. is. Yeah, he's a good dude. I like him a lot. He's not even shady like most musicians. No, not shady at all. It's no. weird. <laughs> <It's scary>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you know I've got quite a few stories about Marty that I could fill a podcast up probably but i don't want i don't want to do that but my, my do i will say my last day at the chronicle when i took a new job marty kind of reported to me and i had a project due um that i at that time i really didn't care about because i was leaving anyway and uh but he took the initiative and finished it and gave it to me and said here you go i was like really you finished it he was like yeah it, we you you had to do it and i was like that's the kind of guy he is um you know he, he makes sure the job is is done whether Absolutely. you care, whether you care if it's done or not. <laughs> but anyway, it was nice talking to you guys. If you want to promote anything, uh, Megan, send me that list of dates and places you're going, and I'll put it in the liner notes below. But I'm going to leave you with the last word before I sign off. Uh, if you want to promote anything upcoming, or if you want to talk about where people can find you, I'm going to be quiet and let you do that. What? Where people can find us? Oh. <laughs> Not 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 your home address. <laughs> um, yeah, Facebook.com slash Ferris fan. And then on YouTube, it's um gosh, I don't I don't even you know. You ask me. Yeah. We also have Ferris Band on Instagram. Ferris Band all one word. Um we do uh the YouTube, you can look up Ferris Band on YouTube. We actually have a Ferris page on youtube you can follow it uh i post all the dates on facebook um all the events we're going to be at coming near you uh check us out on facebook like i said that's your best way to find us and get in touch with us and send us a message and yeah thank um, you so much for having us we're you're very welcome we love talking to you uh, i love talking to y'all and um, yeah, I have the YouTube channel. I'm subscribed to it, so I'll make sure that link is in the in the uh, notes below as well as the Facebook links. And uh, my audience, if any of you are at their shows and you have your phones out, uh, tape it, <laughs> record a couple of uh, songs. You don't have to record the whole set, but record something you can post and we can share so other people can. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, we're moving it up to Man Eater now. You got to record Man Eater. (laughs) Can we see Baker Street? Um, (laughs) Oh, we love it though. We love that Derek has fun because now we get a laugh at the end. We're like, just keep going till he runs out of breath. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. The new drummer's like, seriously? (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't. He's not. He's not fully acclimated yet. He'll. He'll get the. He's getting there. Yeah, he'll quickly. get there. He'll get yeah. there. He'll get there. So it's going to fit in really, really well. Yes. With those nice. Clowns a lot of the time. 
Well, I am a small town horror author. My name is Charles Campbell. My latest book is called The Piano Witch. You can find it at valleyboypublications.com. You can find me on Instagram under Charles Campbell Author. We have a Backstage 421, the Musicians Only Podcast Facebook page. Uh, if you go to the website, valleyboypublications.com, all of my social media links are at the bottom of the page. So I don't know why I just described all that. You could just go to the website. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it was great having you guys. Thank you so much, Megan. It was nice meeting you, Jay. Yes, sir. And uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of Backstage 421, the Musicians Only Podcast. We'll catch you next time. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Backstage 421, the Musicians Only Podcast. Be sure to tune in for the next episode. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Listener support links can be found below. Thank you for your support.